What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast of Vitamin Sports. Do you take vitamins every day? Just like we talk about sports every day. Every single day. You know, the holidays are coming up, and I want to do something special. I know a lot of y'all been saying, man, what we going Jimmy, we can't see your face. We want to see you. We want to match the voice with your face. So I will be on Vitamin Sports page. That's on IG. If you don't follow me, you better follow me now. Uh, Vitamin Sports uh, on IG. Definitely tune in because I'm be you know talking on Thanksgiving. You know, giving my opinion on certain stuff. You know, come with the questions and stuff like that. You know, it's gonna be very fun and entertaining. You know, we get the one on one perspective. I'm also going to have people, you know, that want to call in. On the IG page, I'm definitely going to get your input. You know, we can have a brief discussion on there, talk about all the sports. So everybody that ever want to be interviewed, you know, you can hop on in. We can just talk, you know, and enjoy Thanksgiving, you know, the day of giving thanks, you know, for God, you know, allowing us to be here and share celebration with our family, all that. So stay tuned on Thursday. When I hop on there, just hop, just call in and say, yo, Jimmy, I want to get on the podcast via IG Live. So I'm like, all right, got you. I'm sending you information and you follow me, you know, because I'm also going to talk about some merch that I'm going to be dropping soon. So you don't want to miss that. But you didn't come for that. You came for today's topic. And today's topic, I want to talk about, you know, the narrative. See, right now in the NFL, the narrative is... Everybody's getting hurt. Survival of the fittest. It may have always been like that, but this season, we have never seen this many starting quarterbacks out. Like for the remainder of the season. We got Aaron Rodgers. We got Deshaun Watson, who's making $230 million guaranteed contract. That's big money. Both of those guys right there making big money. Then you got Daniel Jones. He's making big money. You got Trevor Lawrence. I mean, not Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Joe Burrow. He's making big money. Then you got Kirk uh, Cousins. He's out. And that's just some that come off the top of the dome. It's just like. Then you got running backs, wide receivers, all these guys. Jeff and Jefferson haven't seen them play all season. Like guys are just getting hurt left and right. Mark Andrews just went down. Like. It's just everybody's limping to the finish line right now. And if anybody tell you they're not limping to the finish line, they're lying to you. Because everybody is like a wounded animal just trying to get by until, you know, that time comes. And it's just like with the NFL this season, you know, this might be a product of not playing in the preseason games. You don't play in the preseason games. You don't get, you know, your body conditioned for the contact and ready for the contact. And then you just come out week one and one play and then you find out all your players are hurt. That's crazy. See, I get it, player safety, but at the same time, there's a reason why a lot of sports have preseason games for a reason. They don't just jump into the season. Because if you jump into the season, like stuff, stuff like this can happen. And the NFL is just like, they're not talking about it, but you know vitamins was we're going to talk about. It. A lot of players getting injured. This year, whoever won the Super Bowl, they, hey, man, this will be the greatest Super Bowl victory ever because 
this season, there's not been so there's so many star players hurt. So many. So many. Like everybody is just like hurt. And it's crazy. It's just like the survival of the fist this year. And then, you know, I just I just can't wait to see who, you know, what the playoff picture looks like. Cause I know it's gonna be very intense. Cause right now the AFC is beating each other to smithereens. And it's not even close. Not even close. And then on the other hand, you know, we got uh, Angel Reese. You know, I'm hearing that, you know, she was ineligible. That's why she's been suspended from the team. And this is why I tell all athletes all the time the importance of school. School is important. When it's all said and done, everybody can't have a, a lasting career like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Sometimes you got to have a backup plan you know, when you're done, some people play eight years in the league and don't have the backup plan. Some people just play two and don't have a backup plan. That's why it's always important to at least get your associate's degree and like to, yo, school take care of itself. You got tutors there for a reason. Go to your tutors. You know, I was saying, people saying, yeah, yo, Angel Reese need to pay for a tutor. Why? Why does she need to pay for a tutor when tutors are already provided? Because they know. You can't be in school all that time because you're too busy traveling all over the country. Hell, sometimes all over the world. If you play college basketball and Team USA basketball. So, and she's a star. You know, when people, especially African-Americans, when we become stars, we forget about a lot of stuff. We start getting big-headed and we start losing that humble factor that, you know, helped us through life itself. And then it's just like, damn, when shit hit the fan, you just like, man, I should listen to my mentor. Man, I should listen to this person. Man, I should do this. Man, I should do that. But, you know, that's the narrative that's being placed out there. And it even goes to, like, NBA players on how they spend their money. Everybody wants to buy the hottest car. Everybody want to buy multiple cars. Everybody want to be seen in the strip club. Everybody want to be seen in just in general because, you know, that's the narrative. People say, well, why black people always, you know, do this and do that? Well, let's let's really break it down. People say, well, why there's not many black doctors, black lawyers, black teachers? I mean, not black teachers, you know, black physicians and stuff like that. Well, let's really, yeah. When you're growing up in the inner city, how many doctors, lawyers, and teachers are coming back to your school explaining the benefits, what it takes to be a doctor. How many doctors, lawyers, and teachers, I mean, I keep saying teachers. Uh, Congress, Congress, congressmen and women come back to your school and explain the importance of school. How is that schools don't teach you or give you the resources? And I'm not speaking for all schools, I'm speaking for some, and they know what I'm talking about. Don't give you the resources to be successful. How many of y'all know about a doctor camp? How many of you know about a lawyer camp? Student government camp. There's little to none. How many football camps are there? How many basketball camps, baseball camps, soccer camps, martial arts camps? A lot of sports camps out there. Sometimes children are not given the opportunity to succeed because of the environment that they're in. Sometimes the environment 
you know, shapes them into something that they need in order to survive. And then when they get out into the real world, they don't know how to, you know, transition over into something else. And then look what the people we got to look up to. Look at the people in the music industry. They went from, you know, creating music to sampling creative music to sampling the sample. Then it now it's sample, sample, sample. So it's like you heard it before and it just sound. Everybody wants to sound the same. Like, where's the creativity in the world? In the sports world and in the music world and just in life in general. There's no creativity at all. No creativity. Everybody wants to do what everybody else is doing. It's like everybody's been programmed to do the same thing over and over and over again. And then when people step out of line and create something new, people bash it. But then later on the line, they they praise it. That's backwards. That's backwards. And I just got to say, a lot of black athletes out here aren't really doing anything new anymore. Everybody's doing the same thing. And it's like when you hear commentators compare players to Hall of Famers, and then when they come up short, they got to backtrack what they said. We need to start comparing players that are in the league currently, like Bobo and Victor Wimbyama. Like, I love what Shaq said. Shaq said it best. When they said, we've never seen a seven-foot seven foot guy, or at least seven-foot-two and above, do what Victor Wimbyama is doing. And Shaq stopped, and they said, who, 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 young fella? He's seen that before. He's Bobo. And he's right. Bobo was doing everything Victor Wimbyama was doing. The only thing Victor Wimbyama has over Bobo is the fact that Victor can stay healthy. Victor has a back-to-the-basket game. I wouldn't say Bobo plays like a two. Bobo plays like a scorer. He's a scorer. He can score. He can shoot the three. He can take you out the dribble. He can penetrate to the basket. He can dunk on you. He just can't stay healthy. You saw what he was at Oregon. He was tough. If Bobo could stay healthy, Bobo would have been a top five pick. He would have been a top five pick if he could stay healthy. But like I said, if if was a fifth, we all be drunk. So that is a great comparison, and I love by Shaq saying it because he he recognized both of the guys are talented. And he, and he did a fair comparison because both of the guys do the same thing. They rarely get into the post when they should because they can score more buckets and be very effective off that. But, you know, and Chet Holmgren, too. He He's in that ballpark, too. Those guys are very unique. The only issue with, with the two of Bobo and Chet Holmgren is that they, they're small and fragile and they can't stay healthy. But, um, you know, you got to be put in the right position, be surrounded by the right people, and want to be successful. It just is what it is. We could talk about the Heisman. Like Michael Penton Jr., your team is undefeated, and you're playing some good football right now. 
he asked my Heisman vote. I know everybody wants to talk about, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. And I'm hearing Bo Knox. Nah. Michael P- Michael Pennitz Jr. is the best player right now in college football. Caleb Williams has the highest potential along with, um, what's his name? Marvin Harrison Jr. Because those guys are pro ready. They ready for the pros. And everybody talk about, yeah, yo, Caleb Williams slumming right now. Please tell me what what's the ranking of U, uh, USC defense? What's their what's their def- what's their ranking? Because when I watch their games, it's like I'm watching Colorado, and that's no shade to Deion Sanders. They don't. It's the same thing. They don't have a defense. They got a high power offense. That's why the score was so close. They got a high power offense, but they don't have no defense. That defense matters. You got to be in order to go far in any playoff picture, whether it's you know, high school, college, or the pros for football, you got to have both sides of the football. You got to have both sides. You got to have an offense. You got to have a defense. I know a lot of people were caught up with the, the Patrick Mahomes effect, but this year is probably the best defense he's ever had. But when they won the Super Bowl, they had a couple, they had five guys that were good. This year, they have a team defense, which means everybody is coming to the party contributing. Those two Super Bowls that they won, it was just like five guys coming to the party, and then the rest of the guys will finish you up when they actually wanted to show up. So that's my issue with people talking about Caleb Williams in that manner. Caleb Williams is going to be the number one overall pick without question. No question. But he needs to go to the right place to the, in the right system so he can fully see his potential. Because I don't want him to end up like Justin Fields. Justin Fields had to convert his game into a running back game. And they wasted a, they wasted a year of Justin Fields. So if, they, if the Bears do happen to fall and get... Caleb Williams, they need the clean house. They need a fresh start. Because when you are about to trade Justin Fields, who a Hulk goes to Atlanta, trade him back to his hometown. Let him be surrounded with, and then just pick up a good offensive line players. Because you got a good wide receiver in Drake London. You can get another one. You got a good tight end. You got a good running game. Your defense is decent. You can start building the Atlanta Falcons because the division for real for real right now is it is being held by the Saints, but at the same time, it still could be taken over in a blink of an eye if you set up your team the right way. And the Atlanta Falcons should take a page out of the Houston Texans, even though they didn't do it that way. But go go get Justin Fields. Why not? Young guy from from your hometown? Why not? And you'll be competing for the for years to come because he likes to compete. And you can actually get a full evaluation of B. John Robinson, 
a full evaluation of Drake London, a full evaluation of uh, uh, Kyle Pitts. Because everybody's still trying to figure out why B. John Robinson missed a few games without no injuries. Like, y'all was withholding him. Because who knows? He could have actually gave C.J. Stroud some competition this year because every play that B. John Robinson touches the football, it's a highlight reel. He's either juking somebody or he's catching a touchdown pass or he's running a touchdown pass. Like, what are you, what are you waiting for? That, that If I was the Atlanta Falcons, I would go get Justin Fields because you know he's going to be available. You know it. And go, rather than get an old guy or keep signing these guys, go get you a young guy that just want to be on a good team. I mean, want to be on a team that actually wants to use all of his ability instead of just running. You go to a team with a good running back, you don't need to run the football. He could throw it. And people are so shocked that he could throw the football. Look look at his highlight tapes from college. This is why it's important. Two things don't lie. Film and stats. He was throwing the football. He actually beat Trevor Lawrence. He beat him. In the conference championship just to lose to, I think it was Bama. Oh, Yeah. And those guys are the two best players coming out of Georgia. Why not get the guy that basically was from Georgia? Get him. I mean, I if I was the you know the GM or the owner, I would I would do that because let's be honest, they they not really sold on Justin Fields, and Justin Fields ain't really sold on them. Let him go somewhere and get a fresh start and be placed somewhere where he's wanted, where he's wanted, and. With all due respect, the Falcons could use a quarterback, get some life in that building, get a good one since Matt Ryan. So that's my pick on that. And it's like, I, I don't I don't really know anymore. The NFL just, it just has its ups and downs this season. It's just, you know, teams are good and teams next week are bad. And then it always brings you back to the Ravens. It's like we got a we got a stellar defense, even though, you know, we can't close games. Like who's our closer? We don't have a closer pass rusher. We got young safeties coming along, but nobody that's like, yo, go get us an intercession or a sat pass rusher. That's what the Ravens are lacking. If the Ravens had a pass rusher and a, a home, like all they need is a pass rusher. They only need a safety or a corner that can lock down one side of the field. Yeah, that's what the Ravens need. And I think what the Ravens should do, even though there might not be no corners out there that's stellar, I would just get a corner and work with him. Not no corner that's five nine. No, get a six two. Six foot, at least six foot. Like Ravens, this is what this is what bothers me. The Ravens get corners that's short, and they wonder why they be getting bullied by the receivers in our conference. Cause there's some big receivers in our conference. Like that brings me back to the point of Greedy Williams. Like why is nobody talking about Greedy Williams? Like it's like he's sitting on a whole season, basically, unless. 
for me, when I play a sale this long, it's not about money. It's about you might be nursing an injury or something. Like a bad injury that you ain't want to get out. Or it might be already out because pe- people probably call. But I would have loved if the Ravens would have, you know, picked up or gave or called Greedy Williams. Because Greedy Williams, he's young. From what I can hear, he doesn't have any lower leg injuries. And he's he's tall. Like, all the corners we got are short. And then the guys that are promising, they don't play because Armour Davis, why he don't play? Only time I see him is on special teams. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, yo, we picked you up. Can you at least make some noise? But from what I can see is John Harbaugh's not convinced because, you know, John Harbaugh used to be a defensive back coach, so he knows defensive backs. It's just looking sad out there. Looking real sad. But, you know, that's the game that the Ravens want to play, get short receivers so we can have a fast offense. Quarterback can't throw a football in the ocean. Like, just crazy. But it is what it is. I look forward to seeing what the sports world is, you know, opens up to. Can't wait to see, you know, college championship. And, you know, oh, I got one more thing I want to say. I want to talk about Deion Sanders. I know I jammed all this up together, but it's just, you know, it's so much sports going on. You got to get it all in. Try to get it all in as much as you can. Deion Sanders, they lost four straight. Deion Sanders is really coming to the realization that how important it is to recruit. And he's gonna do and he and he needed this to, you know, motivate him to go out and get the best of the best. Because lo and behold, the best of the best is coming. Next year, Colorado's gonna be better. Because they're gonna get top five. They're gonna get a few Top five offensive linemen come through. They're probably going to get some top three, maybe four, two defensive linemen. With the help of uh, Warren Sapp, who's going to be the coach up there, one of the coaches. Carvalho can be great. They just got to get the right pieces in. It all starts with the trenches. Once you get a good offensive line, defense line, everything else can fill in. You can get a, a three-star linebacker with the defense line with five-star defense linemen. Who's going to flourish? Sometimes you get a three-star linebacker, he might be a crown jewel. But because of where he's playing at, or the fact that he's playing out of position, that's why a lot of people give them, you know, spaz and put them in a bad light. But we're going to see. We shall see. Deion Sanders has a lot of motivation based on this season. He's already over-exceeded expectation. They won more than one game. I think they won 
four to five five games. That's more than last year. So that's one goal. For a brief moment, your son was in the Heisman conversation. Your other son is top tier at safety position. Is looked at as a top tier safety. And then your adopted son, Travis Hunter, you know, he's always getting attention. Like people tell me, well, why do you got him going both sides? Do you think they're going to have him going both sides in the NFL? Probably not. He's going to pick a side. And he's going to make a career out of it. So, let's wait and see. I'm Jimmy Gaines and Jimmy. And let's change the narrative.